Mary and Josh Daily Podcast brought to you by United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family owned partner with a direct lender advantage. Mary. Josh. Daily. Mary. Josh. Daily. <laughs> cute kid stories. I don't know if I've ever told you this cute kid story. My daughter was about two or three and she would sleep in her big girl bed, but not consistently. And she would come in my room and she'd say, but mommy, the angels brought me in. <laughs> We all want to lead. We all want to be strong. We all want to do the thing, right? Well, sometimes the best thing is to get out of the way. I struggle with a condition called being a rescuer. Hmm. And when I see an issue, I immediately want to interject and force myself in there to help. Good intention, sure. But that actually can do some harm. I've had to learn this the hard way as I've been walking with someone struggling with addiction and trying to realize that it's their journey. It is their journey, not mine. They need to wrestle things out. They need to struggle with some things because in that, that's where they grow. That's where they learn stuff. That's where they feel challenged and they overcome things and and find out who they are at the core. I'm just trying to figure out like, so a picture in the mind would be you want your child to learn to walk. And so you let them take those steps and fall sometimes because if you carry them everywhere, they will never learn to move on their own. Yes, absolutely. And I've learned for me what that looks like when I actually apply that mindset to my life. It's being a cheerleader. It's not jumping in and being the fixer. It's having the right responses or checking in. How are you doing? I'm thinking of you and not being the one to swoop in and trying to be the hero. It's all about being a cheerleader. You're on the sidelines. You're supporting. You're loving. You're hollering. That's right. But you're letting them figure out the journey. It's like with anything hard, you make a decision beforehand. You pray, you prep, you feel good. And then it's go time. You had just mentioned a moment ago, Mary, about learning to not be a rescuer, Mm -hmm. to not swoop in and take care of everything for people you love because they have to learn on their way. I think about that from a parenting aspect, and those are the conversations and the moments I fear that will be coming somewhere as my children grow. Eventually, they'll all be teenagers, and then they'll do the college thing, or at least the college-aged thing, and... Watching those situations unfold is one of the things that most terrifies me because I will want to fix it. These are my children. I would die for them, literally. And so I will want them to avoid all that kind of pain. So it's it's good to hear now when I'm outside of the moment and a, a good reminder and hopefully something that I can like seal on my heart and trust that God loves them more than I do. He will help them through. I'll still be there. My wife and I will still be there. And to, to help and assist and, and kind of coach and cheer along the way, but knowing and remembering, I can't always go in and fix it. It's like it is with a homework assignment mm-hmm. now or a life assignment later. I feel like it should actually be a relief, which I know is easier said than done, but you get to lift that burden and place it over to God. Yeah. It's his job. It's not yours. Celebrating the man (laughs) for Father's Day, Uh, dad or whoever played that role in your life and just loving on them. And Josh, you always speak very highly of your father. I'm sure you have something special for him. I do. I, I know I am very blessed because I have always had a very present and loving dad who was involved and brought me to Jesus. And so I have all of those good things. And so I'm so grateful Two words, though, I would say describe my dad. 
And there, the words calm and prayer. Now, mm. for as long as I can remember, my dad has made prayer and Bible study a priority. It's important to him. He's a leader in our, our church, a teacher there. He takes it seriously. He relies on God for everything. And I know that's why he's calm. So these are not mutually exclusive. He's got a pretty chill demeanor anyway, but I know that can fall apart when things get really tough. And yeah. he's, he's gone through tough things. He's lived a regular, normal life. But instead, no matter how the waters might be churning underneath his surface, he is calm. And that's thanks to his faith in God. And I've said it before, and I will say it to the day I die. When I grow up, I want to be just like my dad. Good God Almighty. Oh, yeah. I hope you'll find me. Praising your name no matter what comes. All right. Here's the deal. It is all going down tomorrow night, 7 p.m. It's a little album release show. This is Ooh. so different, cool, outside of the box. Uh, Josh and myself joining Crowder to dive into the new album, the songs, and just life. Yeah. Well, and I'm excited to hear because Crowder is one of the most interesting people. I promise we won't ask yeah. about his, his beard that's what everyone's like. How long to take you to grow? No, we're not gonna we're not gonna mess with that. But the album's title is Milk and Honey, which is a reference to the promised land, what God was sending Israel to, a land flowing with milk and honey. It's like, so how does a country boy from Texas who also likes hip hop and dance music tie into ancient Israel? I don't I don't get it. So we're gonna dive into kind of off-the-wall stuff like that. And there also is a reference, and I promise we will get to this, where he and his wife bought something called the Dr. Pepper House. <laughs> so all of that, and of course, what you would come for, you'll hear from Crowder, and a ton of the new music from the album. Tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, right here on the river. Circle it, put it in your phone. We hope you'll listen. You're allowed to have the eye roll, but make sure you smile too when you hear one of those dad jokes Oh, geez. from that special guy in your life. <laughs> I mean, okay. So here's the deal. We want to love on them because they're trying. Uh, the Westerville Golf Center helping with this for the ultimate dad prize pack. Mm -hmm. Dad gets to golf, a steak dinner, even a river fanny pack. It's full of river goods, by the way. River, uh -huh. river goods? Look how old I sound. What in the world? <laughs> like a hardware store? Anyway, um, so Renee is here with her dad joke this morning. Why don't the devil wear shoes? <laughs> I, I don't know. Renee, why doesn't the devil wear uh -huh. shoes? Because he's been defeated. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> You know you're getting old when... You know you're getting old when you hear somebody complaining about reading stories for people over 40, and I've got to start reading for people at 70. Oh! Okay. See, 70's the new 40. I've heard 40's the new 30, so we're good. We're good, Diana. It's all right. We're good. When your life doesn't look like the Hallmark holiday you feel like it's supposed to, maybe you feel like you're set up to fail a little bit, as you look at Father's Day, maybe you don't get all those warm and fuzzy feelings that other people might have. And you're not, you know, posting the picture with a nice long, you know, message on Facebook. Maybe it hurts. Maybe it's hard. Maybe there's pain there. Maybe there's trauma. 
was listening to someone recently, his name is Craig, sharing about growing up with a dad who was an alcoholic, who was not really present, who was just kind of in and out of his life and how that rocky relationship was so painful to navigate. As an adult, he said, you know, he's looked at the broken pieces and he wants to make it work with dad. Mm. So they're actually trying to make the relationship happen. I'm so thankful both of them are willing to give this a shot and the fact that they're they're not sweeping it under the rug. Acting like the tough stuff never happened. That's that's huge. I don't know that you can have healing without that sort without that sort of experience. And that's what's so crucial is willing to sit down in the hard stuff, mm-hmm. allow yourself to feel it, allow yourself to say it, and that healing journey can start at that exact moment. And now, another episode of Year 21 Tweets. Okay, so I uh, saw this one online. I think this is proof that recent recent months have made people jaded and also removed their honesty filters. Oh. Okay. Sam, <clears throat> Sam posted this. He said, had this conversation with our neighbor kid. Kid said, hey, what's your dog's name? Sam said, I don't have a dog. Kid said, well, that's not your smartest move. <laughs> <laughs> The conversation started, all right, guys, how's it going? Uh, I had sat down with a couple of other dads because we dads need to stick together. We need to sharpen each other. We need to have some of those conversations just to shoot the breeze and also go deep. And our conversation turned from life in general to fatherhood and then God and what we're learning and what God's teaching. Marcus dropped then this story I want you to hear. I told my daughter if she was good and if she did this thing, we'd take her out for ice cream. Well, she had a really bad day that day at school and she came home and I'm like, you know, you didn't follow the rules. You didn't listen. You had a bad day at school, so you don't get ice cream. And in that moment, God spoke to me and God said, my grace is sufficient. Do you want me to punish you every time you do something wrong? You are an adult and you are still learning. And I'm like, well, I'm thankful for grace. And God said, then show them grace. They will understand me better because of you. And so I looked at my daughter and I go, you know what? I am going to take you to get ice cream today, but it's not because you deserved it, but I'm going to show you grace. And she said, what's grace? And I said, it's when you get something that you didn't deserve. And I said, and Jesus showed us his grace by dying for us because he gave us something that we didn't deserve. And that was probably one of the greatest lessons that God showed me was that this is how grace works. And if I do it for you, then you have to do it for them. Some people get as desperate as they can be. And uh, one mom decided she was going to take the Keurig and put it in her bedroom because the kids would not stop leaving the Keurig cup inside the thing. Like, if you do that, (laughs) it gets musty. You could be growing Uh mold. You're going to make mold coffee. So I get, I get it, what this mom was doing. And that's an extreme step, but she felt she had to go there. I love when parents step up and just get outside of the box with rules. And the one thing that I've heard so many other parents doing with their teen kids is, if you want the Wi-Fi password to use that little device, you're about to get your chores done to earn each letter or number of the actual password. My goodness. (laughs) I love that idea on paper. The problem is, like, I'm the guy that... I forget my passwords. I forget these. Di- if I have to change that every day, I'll be uh-huh. the one asking my kids, hey, can you can you help me reset the Wi-Fi? 
how can you help your neighborhood breathe easier? It's kind of a loaded question. You're like, well, there's so many. I've got the answer. Simply walk your dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which you're like, okay, we do that. But here's what I mean. I knew when my family and I, we got our, our puppy at Christmas time, he would be a blessing to our hearts. But I was not yeah. I was not prepared for this. A few houses down, we met Larry and Barb. They don't get out much normally. And because of COVID, they were literally like in their house for the last year. We've never seen them before. And I was walking Ollie. They called me up to their porch because they wanted to meet the pup. And Aww. turns out they they had uh, lost their dog. They had to put him down, and his name was Ollie. And so, no way. Yeah, I know. And it was a tiny little dog. And I'm like, okay, thank you, God. Like chance meeting? No, I think not. Uh, they have officially uh, or unofficially adopted him as their surrogate dog. Like anytime they see him now, they have to they like get in his face and do all this stuff. Larry literally was driving home one day. We live on a on a dead end street, so it's not a lot of traffic. He stopped his car in the middle of the road, got out, and I brought the dog to him in the middle of the street so that he could get his scratches in. It was great. Okay, it was great. I feel like you have to do grandparent sleepover weekends. <laughs> like that's what I'm seeing. Father's Day coming up and you pause and reflect on dad or whoever that father figure was in your life. And, you know, there's eight bajillion things you could say. Uh, good stuff, maybe hard things, maybe why did you do that? <laughs> but as I look at my dad and having to put up with me for so long and I have to acknowledge the fact that my dad had a pretty hard upbringing and didn't really have a father who was present and who was there for him. But my dad showed up. He was at every single orchestra recital, every single sporting event that I played from five all the way through college. Dad was always there on the sidelines cheering, critiquing, <laughs> always there clapping and a big hug at the end of the game. And I just cannot say thank you enough for his willingness to fight through and be the best dad that he could be. Cute kid stories. So my 14-year-old son, Drew, told me, hey, Dad, I want to go play outside. It's totally normal. I said, sure. I figured he would play basketball or ride a skateboard or something. But through the window, I saw him just sitting, still as a stone, in our backyard grass. Is he cutting or, like, counting blades of grass? Right, like, uh, what, what is that all about? Let me paint the rest of the picture for you. We have a bunny, and we just moved him to an outside hutch. Drew was just sitting as close as he could get, staring taking in God's creation, enjoying the little hoppity thing by watching Aww. it. I know. He's a big, tough guy. He's almost as tall as I am now. He's got rippled muscles because he's a swimmer, and it's just he's, he's <laughs> such a man. But I love that my son is inside still an old softy. I just, I just got to laugh because I got to do that. She's a wife and a mom and a hard worker, and she's got a heart the size of Texas, shaped like Ohio. And so, Mary O'Brien's also older. Older, not older. Older. <sighs> you have a birthday coming up, my friend. How are you feeling about this Sunday? I don't... I don't know. I'm just kind of like, you know, with the busyness of life and you're just, as you get older, it's not as exciting as it used to be. I love birthdays. Um, so I don't know I'm what you're talking just about. Like, 
I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just not pumped. So do you oh. feel, is there anything like, <laughs> I mean, that's just tree of trust, honesty moment. Like, do you feel it's because you have to share this birthday with Father's Day? Like, because somebody else gets your day? Or, uh. you know what I mean? It's like, like what? I mean, there might be a little <laughs> part of that that hurts. <laughs> if you look around, it doesn't look like you're in a fight. I guess if it does look like you're in a fight, get out of it. Fighting doesn't help anything. But anyway, uh, it doesn't look like you're in a fight, even though we all are in this housing market. My name is Josh, and if you're looking to buy a home, you need a good realtor and you need a mortgage company that's going to fight through all of this stuff with you to get you the best rates, to get you the best deal, and to get you closed as soon as possible. That is United Faith Mortgage. They've done this for my wife and I, both with a new house purchase a couple of years ago and just last year with a full refinance. It felt so good knowing I didn't have to try to figure out so much of this stuff on my own. They answered all of our questions. They, of course, handled the entire process like the experts they are. You've heard them on the river here because they believe their core is the same as ours, faith and family. And they want to help you out by saving your family additional money and stress. So don't put up your dukes anymore. Just open up a web browser and go to unitedfaithmortgage.com. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York, Animalist number 1330. The Mary and Josh Daily Podcast is presented by United Faith Mortgage, produced by Josh Hooper. For more, go to riverradio.com or on Facebook, search 1049 The River or search Mornings with Mary and Josh.